You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Eagle, your Natural Health Authority. Your Natural Health Authority today uh, with uh, another show. And today we're going to do on chocolate. So, Jason Eagle, um, you can find my YouTube channel, which is um, Jason Eagle QRA. You can find my Facebook cha- uh, channel, which is Strategic Healing. My website is strategichealing.us. Like, su- subscribe, that whole jabang. I got a Patreon if you want to support me. Um, so today we're going to talk about chocolate. Okay, it's coming up to Easter time, which is Easter is kind of the typical we associate with chocolate, especially the Easter bunny or the chocolate bunny and all that other stuff. Um, everybody thinks chocolate is a bad food and uh, it's a junk food. It's and yes and no. Yes and no. And it depends. It depends upon um, how you eat it, what type you get. It also depends upon where you live. Um, if you have ever gone to I've gone all over the world and um, I will tell you that Cadbury chocolate, which is, you know, we come here in America and we can get, you know, there's junk crappy stuff, then there's middle of the road, then there's good stuff, then there's gourmet stuff, and even the gourmet stuff is not what you think, especially here in America. So Cadbury is a good example of fine chocolate, per se, but Cadbury chocolate is not the same here in America uh, as it is over in the UK, over in Great Britain, or as it is over in Sweden, um, all this stuff. The chocolate over in the UK is way chocolatier. chocolatier. It doesn't have as many um, ingredients in it, and so it actually tastes better. Um, and then we go all over the world in terms of where we get really fine chocolate. Uh, and there's also kind of rustic raw chocolate. Mexican chocolate is a, is a good example of a raw rustic. Um, some of the best chocolate I've ever had. Um, came from, uh, there's a company in, in Ann Arbor called Zingerman's, and Zingerman's is known for sourcing the best foods from all over the world. They'll send people all over the world to find it. And in fact, they even went to Ecuador and Salvador and uh, Nicaragua and all these other places, and they sell this, uh, what's called fair trade, which is they literally negotiate with the actual growers. And they will conscript. And then when it comes in the package, it's, uh, comes in like a brown paper package, but it has the picture of the exact farmer on it. Tells you exactly where it comes from. And each one was different and, and they were amazing. When you get into chocolate, where, what it really comes from is what's called the cacao bean. Um, when we get into, well, is it a superfood? Yes, it is a superfood, but it depends upon where it comes from and what you've done to it. Um, again, when you get into like Hershey's and all this other stuff. And then there's another thing, which is they also have what's called chocolate flavored. Okay. Or, um, it, which means it's not even real chocolate. So like when you have the Easter bunny and you put stuff in for your kids and those little foil chocolate ones, um, that's cheap stuff. And in fact, a lot of it has the very minimalist amount of actually cacao or cocoa or chocolate. Some of it, so, cause they can make artificial chocolate flavor, artificial vanilla flavor, which is called vanillin, um, which is, they're just chemicals. And, um, and then it's filled with the 
cheapest sugar, the cheapest ingredients, you might as well not have it because it really is junk, okay? So, um, but when we get into levels of what is really good, the in its raw form, so let's talk about the chocolate plant, okay? The cacao plant. It grows in top tropical regions. Again, most superfoods come from tropical regions. Why? Because a superfood is, and one of the top things about what is a superfood in certain terms of the chocolate world is we're talking about antioxidants. We're talking about what's called polyphenols. The same thing as this whole debate about is, is uh, coffee good? It's in the same thing. And in fact, coffee and chocolate all often grow right next to each other. Um, and they grow, there's what's called mountain grow and shade grow and everything. They're, they're plants which are actually synergistic with each other. Um, they grow with a lot of sunshine. They also grow in areas where, um, so chocolate or cacao grows in areas where they are still the deep forest and you, there are not factories. They, so even Hershey's and other places will get their chocolate from these places where it's still grown the old ways and you don't go in there with big, harv you know, machine harvesters. It's jungle. So, and it's some of the, the best cacao, the best chocolate comes from the, um, the forest. Now, then when it gets put on a truck and then taken to somewhere and then they process it so they can take, so for instance, Hershey's or, you know, Cadbury or even Ghirardelli or something like that, which you think is great is nothing compared to the real stuff. Um, because what they'll do is, is they overheat it and, and add other different and overprocess it and, you know, uh, make it very, very smooth and type, uh, type of stuff. But people who are in the gourmet world who really know really good cacao, some of the good stuff has a grittiness to it, has a toothsomeness to it. Um, because it is, you know, you can bust the stuff open with your teeth and release a little bit more of the flavors. Uh, Mexican chocolate, it tends to be kind of gritty and, uh, but like there's nothing like a Mexican hot cocoa, like, because it has a little bit of cinnamon in it, and, and, uh, and some of the cacao, um, or the cocoa, um, uh, has a cinnamony type of flavor without any cinnamon in it. So, so let's get back into what the plant is. So the plant are these, these pods. They're the, they, they are yellow. They start red and then yellow. And when they're ready to harvest, they become these very bright color. And it's a fruit. It's a fruit of this tree. Same thing as coffee is a fruit and it has a pod. And then on the inside and they're, they kind of look like, oblong shape and they're quite big you know about the size of of a a, a medium-sized papaya um they're they can be quite big which is you know maybe even like you know, eight inches long you cut them open and then inside there is this white type of pith and then inside those pith that the pith is then surrounded uh, uh surrounding the actual cacao pod now the cacao pod then has to be fermented okay so anyone says that it's i'm eating raw cacao there's no such thing as really raw cacao because everything has heat added to it okay so even the fermenting process is, is what you know typically one of the things that they do is they'll remove the pod now there's some of the more artisanal ones where they will actually leave the pith on and i some of the best chocolate i've ever had in my life came from david wolf um 
way back years and years ago, he made this, uh, it, came, it was a powder, it was a cacao powder, a raw cacao powder that came in this glass jar. Um, and it, it, what did he call it? Sacred chocolate. Because again, when you go back to where the Aztecs drank it, they did not drink it with sugar. They just drank it in hot water and it was this, it was a tonic and it was like a superfood and it would really give them super energy along the same thing, which is when they were hiking in the, in Colombia or in the Andes, they would also chew on, on uh, cocoa or, um, uh, cocaine, the cocaine leaves which they never did cocaine, which is they didn't process it into the powder. They would chew on the leaves and they would also do cacao because it allows you to have super oxygenation of your blood. So you can walk up at high altitudes and without eating very much and without having to do a bunch of sugar, you have just this powerhouse of energy. And so cacao, raw cacao or the cacao nibs, which is that's one of the ways that you can get it in its raw stage form, is either they're unroasted, meaning they're fermented, which has some heat in them. And then the next stage is, is then they will roast them. And the whole idea is, is roasting them up to about 118 degrees or something like that, which then it keeps, it's the lowest amount of temperature to roast them, to, to sanitize them, also to release the oil. Same thing with like, Coffee is you have to roast it enough to release the oils. The oils have to, you got to burn it enough to get these oils to then as a chemical process to come out. Because if they're not, if they don't bring it to that temperature, there's certain flavor profiles that you don't get. So really good cacao is also roasted up to that. And then they can leave them in the nib stage. Nibs, they look like little black almonds and they, you can get them with the skin on them. Oh, and I was going to say too, let me go back to that that David Wolf. David Wolf, you know, say what you want about him. This guy knows chocolate. This guy knows avocados. This guy knows noni. He knows some of these great things, and and he's been able to source them all over the world, especially in Hawaii. But this chocolate powder, which was again, it was sacred. What they called the sacred, and it was actually done by the um, elders. They produced it for him. And, you know, these elders would have nothing to do with Hershey's or Cadbury or anything like that. They're like, get away. But, you know, if you know what you're doing and you are, are come with great honor, then they'll release it to you. Well, I, I bought this chocolate that was a powder and then I would add it into smoothies. But one time I decided to, I had a, um, a dinner party and I was going to go all German. They had some church friends come over and I'm, you know, what kind of food they like? Oh, like German. So I did like a, I did like a schnitzel and, and then I made this German coffee cake, this German coffee cake that actually, uh, I made it, you know, from scratch, every single bit of it. And it takes like three days to make it super intensive. And it had what's called, um, Kirsch in it, um, or Kirschwasser, um, which is this cherry, this German cherry liqueur, and you would actually I make the chocolate, and I bake the chocolate cake with my own cacao in it, or that own cocoa, and I use that stuff. And then you also have to put some espresso, brewed my own espresso, and then you you soak it with this Kirsch, which is this the um, uh, cherry liqueur, and then you may oh, and it was everyone that had it, it was the best. And then probably about like say six or seven months later, I made another batch, but I use regular uh, you know chocolate powder. Same thing from scratch. The only thing this is different is I didn't use that same type of chocolate. It was very expensive. 
And it just didn't taste the same. It was not, and that stuff was spectacular. It was so great. And then the other best raw cacao that I ever had was another David Wolf product. I don't even know if he makes it anymore, but what it was is you would get the cacao nibs and instead of having that pith removed, that pith was, it's like a white coating was, then it was dehydrated. So it was like this gummy that was around it and you would bite into it and it was super sweet. It was so amazing. And I've had that by itself. I've had the pith. You can eat it by itself. And that's kind of, it's sweet. It has this, and it doesn't taste like chocolate at all. Actually very fruity. It tastes like a, a gummy, fruit gummy. But when you eat it with the chocolate, so when you eat it in its whole stage form, which normally when we get to chocolate, all of that stuff has been removed and it's separated and then it's recombined in different ratios and stuff like that. So when you finally taste real cacao with all of its real whole food products left in it, it was the most amazing stuff. And I was not, and it had no sugar in it whatsoever. We get this cacao pods or the, I'm um, sorry, the, the cacao nibs. Uh, Terrasol is a good company. And every once in a while, you can just bite into it and crunch on it. And it's chocolate, but it doesn't have any sugar in it. And then there's other companies that can make levels of cacao in terms of 80% or whatever has a little bit of sugar, you know, the darker the chocolate. So when you get into when is it a health food, is the darker the chocolate, the more cacao that's in it, the more raw stage that it's in where you're, you're enabling all of these different properties. Like I said, the, they're grown in these tropical regions and when anything faces more sunshine it develops more and especially sunshine and rain and and all of these other types of things um wind um all of these things which are a stress on the plant what the plant does is develop a reaction to it and takes the nutrients out of the ground and infuses that into the plant structure which is a antidote of what should I do with this stress? How do I turn this stress into not just a protection, but a advantage? Like Tai Chi. When someone's coming after me and punching me, how do I turn that punch into I punch them back with the force that they hit me with and I'm not hitting them. They're just hitting themselves. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you <laughs> That's what an antioxidant is. Polyphenols are some of the same things, which is all of these different types of of plant developments that when we eat them and we eat these plants that are very, very high in these sources and you can't get much higher than cacao. Okay. It's, it is truly a superfood. Now we can then again, like I say, process it on a certain level and add sugar and all this other stuff, the least amount of sugar. And again, when you get to a really good source, so the rule of thumb too is, is the ones that need more sugar tend to be the junkier ones. You know, there's different levels of quality of the cacao beans. You know, you can buy the grade AA or you can buy grade B. And typically the big corporations is they're buying grade B and C and everything lower grade stuff because it's cheaper for them. And uh, then they add more sugar to it. And you can mimic the good flavor. But a true good flavor of real chocolate, real cacao actually has minimal sugar, if no sugar whatsoever. You know, I did the mistake when I was a kid to of, you know, the very first time I ever had raw cacao is as I saw or raw chocolate is, you know, um, I was going to make my own chocolate milk and uh, or hot chocolate. And but it was the baking. <laughs> and I put that in some hot water and drank it and didn't add any sugar. It's like, 
oh, it was just like, I remember almost puking and it was like, wow. But now if I were to do that same thing, because I've developed the palette for it, um, now I, I would have a higher quality, but I can handle that. And in fact, I can appreciate it. I like it. Um, you know, when we get into milk chocolate and other stuff, yes, I, I prefer milk chocolate if I'm going for like the chocolate flavor, right? Um, but again, it's more diluted and it has more of a, a, a creamy type of flavor and it's more added into it. Um, now I'm getting to the point of where my taste buds prefer a darker chocolate and I'm starting to develop my palate in that. Um, Again, as I said, there's companies out there. You can get raw chocolate. You can get raw cacao. You can get the the chocolate that um, uh, comes from other parts of the world. Like I said, is is um, places like Nicaragua. I mean, there is really gourmet chocolate that comes from, and it's not just Switzerland that makes it. Keep in mind, Switzerland. Where do they get their chocolate? They don't grow it there. They don't grow it in England. It's all grown in these tropical regions, and they have to export them or import them there. Well, you can go directly to the source. Um, you know, a really good um, the Mexican uh, adobo or or um, I can't think of the name. The mole sauce, the really dark mole sauce is because it has chocolate, like a chicken mole. You know, a really good mole is like, wow, there's, it's just amazing. A chicken mole, it actually has chocolate in it. That's, and it's, it, you know, chocolate chicken. Oh, it's amazing. So chocolate and cacao can be also paired with all of these things, you know, like say pairing a good chocolate with a good cheese and a good wine because it marries with these different types of flavors. But the rule of thumb too, is is the least amount you do to it, not only preserves all of the antioxidants and the polyphenols and all the other uh, great qualities of it, but also preserves the flavor. So that answer to that question, is it junk food? Well, it's junk food depending upon, you know, who you buy it from and, and, and what's been done to it. Um, and, and again, like I said, many times when they have to do something to it, it's because the roaster overburned it because they roasted it. And that's that's what will happen is they'll have a, just like coffee roasters. They'll have the batches where, you know, it's a fine science. And sometimes based upon, you know, this particular one, this batch, we burned it, you know, and do they throw it out? No, they don't throw it out. They just add more sugar to it, you know, and, add, and, and dilute it and spread it out. And so nothing goes to waste, but you know, the best, mm, real good stuff that gets set aside. And, um, and again, uh, going to some more of the artisanal stuff. And like I guess I recommend Zingerman's has a really good website and there's other companies like that, but you can go on their website and, you know, buy that stuff and you're supporting the local growers. You're supporting the um, what's called the fair trade, which is it's not going to a middleman. It's going directly to those people, those people in those areas. And they are preserving it. They were preserving the old ways. And even, you know, for instance, the companies that buy these things, they don't fire these guys because and they don't bring their own guys in because true chocolate, true cacao you have to have a relationship with it. And, and just because you're a chocolatier in Switzerland doesn't know you how to grow it. And in fact, they still keep these guys on board. And, and the good stuff is you don't want to mess with the old ways. And, you know, uh, and, and these old ways, they're not going to train new people. They're not going to train a foreigner. Uh, 
They're not going to tell you because the foreigner doesn't understand about the ancestors and, and you know, the uh, what they would call, you know, the the nature spirits and all this other stuff. Believe what you want. In it. They believe in it and they honor it and they take care of it. And they, you know, they have a relationship with it like you would have a relationship with a good friend or a family member, which is they talk to it. I know this sounds crazy, but when you are a gardener, Okay, what's called the green thumb is a relationship because it's a live living thing and it listens to you. So the plant, the green thumb is just people that sing to their plants and talk to it and all this other stuff. So when we get to the really good stuff, like the really good wine, the good French wine, those guys are out there singing to their plants and they have a relationship and they know how to listen to it. Really good cocoa beans, really good you know, coffee beans, all this stuff. These people are out there day to day living really good tea. You know, these are the things, what's common in all these things, they are these tropical regions. They have to be hand harvested. You can't use a machine to it. So you, and they're not slaves. These people are out there and they live there and they have a relationship with it. And it's very labor intensive and you have to be on in that field every day touching it, living with it, breathing with it in order to develop a relationship. So that's another thing of why you could say why is chocolate and cacao and really good stuff a superfood because it has all of this stuff infused to it. It has all of this great respect. So I recommend find, finding some really good fine cacao um, and, and start experimenting with it and start really expanding. And especially with kids, which is, you know, if you... It, you know, everyone, every grandpa or every parent likes to see the little kids, the little baby's face, the look on their face when they first taste chocolate. And, you know, why not start them on the best stuff first? And you'll see their face kind of go, whoa, or they'll see them really like it. And, and, and developing a palate, like they say with children, which is get them to eat the spinach and the other stuff early on because you know, you're developing a richness of palate, which will then serve them later in life, which is the people that have a more developed palate, they seek out better foods, higher quality foods. The people that were raised on just, you know, you know, fish fingers and, and, and junk and, and, you know, chicken tenders and all this other stuff. And they stay that way is because you didn't develop it in the beginning stage. And which means is, they don't know how to taste good food, which means they're going to eat junk food and they're going to prefer junk food their whole life. And it starts at the early stages. So getting high quality, if you're going to give chocolate, um, getting the highest quality you can find. Um, so until next time, thanks. Bye-bye.